0: You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius podcast.
1: Well, good morning. How many of you are excited to be here? Mm, sorry. That was all right. That was okay. Listen, as we were worshiping uh, this morning, I just really felt like the, the Holy Spirit uh, speaking to me. So I'm going to speak to myself for just a moment. And if if this is you too, uh, then uh, you can listen right along with me. But. I think so many times we can get caught up in the intention of coming to church to to be blessed. The song we just sang says, "I'm not here for blessings," right? And as we sang that, I thought, I thought to myself, like, "Okay, David, why are you why are you here this morning?" Because we can get caught in this, uh, this routine of coming to church to receive blessings, to, to feel better. Maybe we had a rough week. And, and, and I think all that happens. But what I'm coming to discover is that we come to receive something to distribute. So maybe you're here this morning and, and, and part of your worship, part of your response to the Holy Spirit, you'll be receiving five more smooth stones because this week you need to slay some giants maybe you 're loading back up on the bread it 's going to be multiplied to feed those around you i don 't know what it is i don 't know what the holy spirit 's going to call you to this week, but could we possibly change our perspective of attending or coming to church so that when we come, the thing that we 're looking for is what can I begin to give someone else you know this this series we 're talking about the Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, and really the Holy Spirit is comes to empower us to be like jesus so while we do and and will receive at church i really want to challenge you to each time you're here be seeking out what the holy spirit's going to put in your hands to distribute to others that was just a side note if you didn't know this, Pastor Michelle is, is having a discussion time, conversation about the Holy Spirit. It's happening at 9.15, so it's happening during this hour, but you can jump in and on next week if you would like to. And that's really just to have conversations about the Holy Spirit. I think we all uh, can can have the wrong perception. I know that I did growing up, had the wrong perception of who the Holy Spirit is and how he works so this is an opportunity for you to go and ask questions and just join in conversations and that's going to happen in in 220 so it's happening right now and it's going to happen next week for the next few weeks anyways in room uh 220 so let's get into this how many of you are excited as i am about this series on the holy spirit Ah. this is not a pentecostal church (laughs) how many of you grew up in a pentecostal church let's start there all right I, i see several hands all right several hands how many of you uh, grew up in what I would say it was a, a very spiritual Pentecostal church? <laughs> I, was trying to be, I was trying to be nice, but you knew where I'm going. How many of you did not grow up in a Pentecostal church? All right, that, that helps me. In just a few moments, for those who didn't grow up in a Pentecostal church, I don't want you to be alarmed, but just in a few moments, we're going to be passing around the ushers. We're going to pass around this little device. If you just stick your fingers in there, you get a little jolt. I mean, that's what we're going for this morning. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Maybe. The Holy Spirit's role is to help us. He is God living in us to reveal Jesus, to refine our character, to resource our abilities. So many Christians have an inaccurate view of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've thought that the Holy Spirit would come upon you in church. And when he did, something strange would happen to you. Did you grow up thinking that? I did. I was so afraid of the Holy Spirit because I didn't know what He was going to make me do. Did anybody else ever feel that way? I mean, maybe even as a young adult or an adult, you felt, man, I'm just like as soon as somebody started prophesying, you started getting down in your seat and you didn't want any prophetic words spoken over you that's going to tell on you because your spouse is sitting right next to you. Right? Maybe you grew up in, in, in that kind of church. Listen, friends, the Holy Spirit didn't come to do something to you, He came to do something with you. That's so important for us to understand. He didn't come to do something to you. He came to do something with you. The Holy Spirit came to walk with you, to live in you, to move through you, and to make you more and more like Jesus. That's not so scary, yeah? Let's read John 14, verses 15 through 17. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Oh, that was a great place to shout. Hallelujah. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So the Holy Spirit, what's the Holy Spirit all about? Well, let's talk about the Holy Spirit's work in the life of, of believers. One thing that the Holy Spirit does is convicts. We see this in John 16, 8 and 9. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in him. So the Holy Spirit convinces people that God is right, that man needs a Savior, that Jesus is that Savior, and eternal consequences are at stake. Let's look at Galatians 5, 17. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. I want this to be happening in my life. The Holy Spirit never comes and condemns me. I believe that the Holy Spirit works in my life in such a way that the contrast of my flesh is always there present. The contradiction of my flesh is always there present. And for me, maybe more than others, that's always at war within me. What I'm thinking at the moment, I'm hoping doesn't always come out. See, this is the Holy Spirit work in us. Now, as I'm thinking that and the temptation is to begin to speak that, that the Holy Spirit is now showing me how Jesus would respond in any situation. So that's at war within me many times. I'm catching out of the corner of my eye, the camera feed, so I drive the camera people crazy. Sorry. Sorry, man. I mean, not really, but sorry. So the Holy Spirit comes to convict. The Holy Spirit comforts John 14:16 and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you Oh there was again and nobody shouted The word comforter comes from the Greek word parakletos Actually, it's pronounced something different, but I kept struggling. You actually roll that R, but I'm not Hispanic, so I was was really struggling rolling the R. Which describes a cherished friend who comes to help. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit comes to help, assist, exhort, encourage, counsel, advise, and strengthen. Yes. Yes, I wish I would have understood that growing up as a teenager. I wish I would have understood that there was far more that the Holy Spirit wanted to do in my life than just on a Sunday morning at church. It says he'll never leave me. And he comes to help, assist, exhort, encourage, counsel. How many of y'all need some advice? God sent this comforter that we see in John 14, 16. he tells us the comforter will never leave us. Can we just, yes, there was, you got it. Let's just pray and close. Can we just confront this, this lie that many of us feel, maybe all of us feel at some point that we're alone? Listen, I know this last year and, and some more for others, but it was a tough year, right? It was a tough year. Some of you lost loved ones. Some of you yourselves were sick. I don't know about you, but as, as much as I love Jesus and as long as I've been following him, at times I feel alone. And the fact is I am never alone. This is one of the reasons why Jesus said, listen, guys, it's good that I go because the Father is going to send the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will never leave us. How many of you have ever heard or maybe even said God doesn't allow you to face more than you can handle? How many of you would admit to say that you've you've believed that? You've said that you've quoted that. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Calls attention to come to you, but it's not true. The The Bible never tells us that God won't give us more than we can handle. Never tells us that. I think this is one of those Christianese type of phrases that we, I just spit a little bubble, a little, sorry, it distracted me. We have this Christianese type of phrases that we grow up speaking and man, we believe with all of our heart. Like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Watch this. I'm going to jump off the stage and nothing's going to happen. Let's read where we, where we get this from. It's found in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says this, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. So that might be a downer to hear that God is going to allow things to come your way that you can't face. But let me preface this. He'll allow things to come your way that you can't face alone. You can't face alone. One of the beautiful things about being a part of a church family is that we can face those things with those sitting right beside us, in front of us, behind us. But the fact is this, and we've already seen it, that the Holy Spirit is with us, and the Holy Spirit will never leave us alone. We got it. We're getting it. I think by the time we're in, like everybody's going to be like, what? Let's look at this third thing. The Holy Spirit teaches, guides, and coaches. John 16, 12 through 14. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the Spirit, the capital S, Holy Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. The Holy Spirit teaches, guides, and coaches. I love this. That... He illuminates, the Holy Spirit illuminates God's word to us. If you're like me, I've I've read through the Bible a few times. I follow a reading plan, so each year, if I read every part of that, then I, I read the entire Bible in a year, and I've done that a few times. And it's amazing to me that I can read a verse that I've read, you know, 50, 60 times before, and all of a sudden, it's like... Like it now means something to me. See, that's what Jesus is talking about here. Now the Holy Spirit is coming in in that moment and he's revealing the truth of God's word to me. Something that I might have read or something that I might have misunderstood. The Holy Spirit is now speaking this truth to me. He illuminates God's word. And we know what God's word is, right? It says that God's word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. This is good news, right? So the Holy Spirit comes and he teaches and he guides and he directs. He illuminates God's word to us and then God's word lights up our path, the next step and our future. That's exciting to me. Because by the way, we do that and we're never alone. Oh, that was a test. It didn't even have anything to do with the notes. It was just a test. As we seek the heart of God and the ways of God, the Holy Spirit guides us in decisions and gives directions. So my girls, uh, my girls love to hike. In fact, I've taken them on some, uh, some pretty long hikes and and I have been surprised that they did that with relatively no complaining or little complaining. And the first few times we went, I was trying to teach my girls how to stay on the, the trail that we wanted to stay on right without a map. So if you go to the state parks and stuff, most of the trails are marked by little signs or little signals, maybe a blue square or a red triangle or two white circles or right They're They're marked. And so I've taught my girls, listen, as we're on this trail, we we continue to look for those little signals because they're going to keep us on path. And even when we come to an intersection or a fork or the Holy Spirit can help us stay on a path just like these signals. I tell my girls, just look, we're on we're on the blue triangle. So when we get to an intersection, let's find which path is the blue triangle, because we're going to stay on that one. Listen, the Holy Spirit comes to teach us and to guide us, to coach us. The Holy Spirit gives us insight to help us glorify the Father and effectively live out our faith. Let's look at the fourth thing. The Holy Spirit empowers. I love this one. Love this one. The Holy Spirit empowers. Acts eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Hey, Mal, can I get your, can I get your assistance for a minute? Come on up. And, and while you come on up, grab that beach ball from, from Mike. He looked at me like, "Whoa. This is not planned. Well, I mean, I planned it. He, he didn't. So one eight says, but you will receive power. You can just stand right there. Don't get too close. <laughs> but you will receive. He's, he's bigger than me. So I, when I do this, I'm going to make sure that he's far enough away. So if I need to run, I don't, I don't know. He might still be able to catch me. It says, but you will receive a power. When you look in eight Acts eight in the Greek, the word used is lambano, and it would include the entire phrase, you will receive. You will receive this phrase, lambano, And this is what it means. It means to take or lay hold of. See, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, that the Holy Spirit doesn't come. He didn't, he didn't come to do something to you. He came to do something with you. And this part of receiving this power that Jesus promised is about us taking hold of it. Right. So let's let's do this. Let me hold this for a minute. Let's just let's just pretend I don't want you to participate whatsoever. Just put your hands to your side. Just stand there and look at me. You could smile, but so let's just let's just let's just pretend this is the power. Uh, You guys recognize these? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. So let's just pretend this is the power of the Holy Spirit. and, And we're talking about receive, which, by the way, means to take hold of. So, with your hands to your side, this is this is what I grew up believing. Like, this is the power of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes in the middle of a service, and... Oh, no, 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 hands to your side, man. You just ruined the whole thing. Can we get another volunteer up here?
0: Natural instinct, man. No, don't
1: participate. That, yeah. don't participate. Don't participate. He's like, look, man, you're going to hit me. All right, All right here we go. <laughs> ruin the whole thing. All right, here we go. Don't catch it this time. Right. Okay. right? Just that's kind of fun so that's what we that's what we've come to understand like growing up in a Pentecostal church I could just be standing there at any one time bam like the Holy Spirit comes and but that's not that maybe if I just maybe if I tried a little bit harder or softer it'll work like if I just I didn't that didn't work maybe if I get some static going maybe <laughs> still, still maybe on your head <laughs> ain't no static happening <laughs> up there man Nothing. Right. So this is what you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. OK, now put put out your arms and this time you can you can catch it. So what's different about this? Like he participated in what the Holy Spirit was doing. He reached his hand out to take a hold of it. Right. And it can it can come a little bit harder to. Oh, nice! he was ready. I thought I might get him or it can just be this nice, gentle but the point is, Mal, he reached out his hands and took a hold of it. The Holy Spirit doesn't come to do something to you. He does something to, with you. So now the point would be, and you have to give me this back because I need it for, but the point would be now he could leave and hand that to somebody else. Give, remember what I said earlier, let's come to church being equipped to distribute whatever the Holy Spirit is giving us or doing in our lives. Thanks, man. You're awesome. And we'll just kind of throw it around and stage dive. And no, we'll just set it back there. Don't be distracted by that. You're distracted by that. Stop moving. So that's what it means in Acts 1.8. The Holy Spirit will come and you will receive. But there's a matter of us reaching out, taking a hold of what he's doing, participating with a move of the Holy Spirit as he empowers us, listen to this, to be like Jesus. The power we take hold of isn't about doing, it's about being. It's not about doing awesome things. It's about being like Jesus, which, by the way, he
0: did some pretty
1: awesome things. The Holy Spirit enables us to engage in supernatural ministry that glorifies the Father and brings help for others. But it's something we participate in. So let's look at living in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We're going to have a time of worship here at the end. And, and you can sing. I mean, you can sing the words, but I want this to be about a response that we are giving personally to the Holy Spirit. And I'll kind of coach us along on the things that we can respond to. Because I think uh, because of the crowd, there's going to be people who respond to different things as the Holy Spirit leads and guides and, and directs. But the first thing that we have to do is ask the Father. We see this in Luke 11:13. 13. We just have to ask. We receive by faith. And what does that receive mean? I mean, I reach out and I take a hold of it. And in this, engage in a partnership and friendship with the Holy Spirit. So when we leave this place, we look more like Jesus, not just for our family, but our community, our workplace. I love the fact that Jesus was really clear that we would be empowered to be his witnesses. Next week, we'll start talking about the gifts of the Spirit This is the thing that I've come to discover, that the Holy Spirit comes and he begins to move in power in the moment of a need. And that can happen in a workplace, that can happen in Walmart, that can happen in your home. At the point of a need, the the power of the Holy Spirit comes and begins to move in you and through you to meet that need. Robert Moore said this, the Holy Spirit is not mystical, he's practical. He wants to come and help every day. He wants to be your walk beside, talk to every moment, comforting, empowering, best friend. Let's stand. We're going to worship. And I want us to keep these things in mind that we're asking, we're receiving so that we can leave this place engaging with the Holy Spirit. could just keep your eyes closed I want to hit these points again because I believe there's some here this morning as we read to that point the Holy Spirit convicts maybe there's something here this morning that would just ask the Holy Spirit to begin to reveal areas in your life that need transformation and I know there's a few in mine. A transformation that makes me become more like Jesus. That that makes me look more like Jesus. Sound more like Jesus. Have compassion and mercy more like Jesus. Could we ask the Holy Spirit for that this morning? Listen, some of you need the Holy Spirit to come and give you comfort and peace this morning. I don't know what you're going through, but God does. The Holy Spirit is here and he's here to minister peace and comfort. Just ask him. Reach out and take a hold of that as he begins to to move. Some of you need to ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. Maybe there's a decision you're trying to make in life. Could we just ask the Holy Spirit to guide us this morning? That's what he came to do. That's one of the things that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to do was to guide us, to, to reveal truth to us. The Holy Spirit empowers. This is something I have to ask the Holy Spirit to do in my life daily, if not moment by moment of each day. That the Holy Spirit would empower me to be more like Jesus. As we sing this song a few more times or sing through it, ask the Holy Spirit to do one of those things in your life, or maybe all four. Let's believe that the Holy Spirit is going to begin to move right now in a way that we are transformed, that we leave differently than we came. That tomorrow, when we go back to work, people notice that we look different and sound different, that we speak differently, that we act differently. Let's not let the Holy Spirit be about what happens in this room. Let's begin to move to a place where the Holy Spirit is all about what happens through our lives in our community. The catalyst can be right now in these next few moments. Let's begin to worship.
0: Comes free and my shame. To be overcome by your presence, Lord.
1: Just a few more times, but if you would, just put your hands over your heart. As we invite the Holy Spirit to move, let him move right here. He's going to move in the room because that's who he is. But just as a, a point of freely opening ourselves to whatever move he wants to do in us. Can we just sing this chorus again a few more times? Let's let's sing through it a few more times with our hands on our heart, just inviting the Holy Spirit right here. Move right now. Do something new. Empower us, Holy Spirit, to become more like your
0: son. Jesus. Let's sing, Holy Spirit. Long to be overcome by Your presence, Lord Holy Spirit, You are welcome. Come on, let's lift up our voices. Come flood this place, and fill the, fill the, the atmosphere, atmosphere. Your glory.
1: Spirit you're not one that we have to invite to be with us. You're just always with us. As Christ followers, we commit to following your guidance, your your promptings. Holy Spirit, we commit this morning that we will begin to engage partnership with you. So that as you lead us to pray for those around us, we we just do it. We pray for those around us. As you lead us to give to those around us that we'll give. When you lead us to go, we'll go. When you lead us to worship, we'll worship. We commit that to you this morning, Holy Spirit. God, Father, I just pray that you would leave, uh, take us from this place, this transformation alive within us, or that we would, we would begin to speak maybe even before we walk out the back doors of the sanctuary, that we, we would begin to share with someone else what you spoke, what you revealed, Holy Spirit, to us, But that would bleed over into the foyer, into the atrium, into the parking lots into our neighborhoods, into our workplaces, into our schools. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your work in us and through us. Thank you that you never leave us, you never forsake us. God, you are an awesome God and worthy of all of our worship, worthy of all of our praise, and we give that to you now in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's just worship him. Listen, I really, I highly encourage you, don't don't let this morning be about this morning. Don't let it be about what happened here. Let's begin to see things happen in our lives, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our, you know, right? Go knowing that you're blessed, that the Holy Spirit is empowering you to be like Jesus. You're awesome. Have a good one.